one of them has to leave the car and the other one's left alone and then the zombies come and that's just all i could think about was how did i end up in a horror film welcome to push in the cinevic podcast i'm your host joyce klein coming to you from the unceded territory of the lekwungen speaking peoples otherwise known as beautiful victoria british columbia canada Every now and then, you meet someone who makes an indelible impression on you and maybe even shifts your direction a little. Today, I'm interviewing award-winning screenwriter, director, novelist, actor, and producer, Michelle Neal. Mish, as she's better known, made history as the first filmmaker to ever have two feature films selected by Whistler Producers Lab, an adaptation of her Betwixt novel trilogy, Yeah, she's a novelist, too, in her spare time, and a feature version of her multiple award-winning short, Sweet Release. If I listed all the awards Misha's won, I would fill most of our podcasts, so I'll get right to welcoming Michelle Neal. Scene one. It's great to chat with you again, Mish. (laughs) Wow, thank you. I've heard that you were involved with Cinevic way back? Yeah, uh, I was in high school and I would take the bus downtown, I think on weekends, and I would do whatever they wanted. Back then it was cataloging. Usually I would say VHS and DVDs, or sometimes it was film. People would write their blog posts with a pen and paper, and then I would type it up. Oh, a couple of my other jobs were to take posters around town or do the door at events. I mean, I just really loved being around film people. And then every so often I'd get to work with filmmakers as an actor. And that was always wonderful. And I I got to be in one where he shot the whole thing on a Super 8 camera. And then I got to be in the edit room with him a little bit. And I watched him actually slicing film and doing all of that. And then on the day, because it was only 48 hours, we had to dub ourselves with microphones. And it was so cool. It just felt like it's so great to be a part of the creation of something. So why did you leave Victoria for Vancouver? (laughs) I left Victoria for Vancouver because I wanted to make a career out of film. And Victoria at the time didn't have enough to offer for me to make it a career. There's just so much more work in Vancouver. Since I left, so in the last 20 years, it's definitely picked up in Victoria. So I think maybe I could come back there someday. I'm still trying to, (laughs) I, I would love to. When I came back to be a mentor at the incubators program, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, the Victoria scene is so great. It's just such a community. Everybody seemed so supportive. Everybody had worked on other people's projects in various positions. And that, to me, that's the best way to learn how to be a filmmaker is to do as many of the jobs as possible. When I first started directing, that's when I realized that all the odd jobs I'd done in film over the years were leading me to understand directing because directing is the place where all of those jobs come together. And I had no idea that I was basically training to be a director (laughs) for all of those years. So you left Vancouver, you moved to Toronto. Was there ever a moment when you doubted this decision to move so far from home? Um, Absolutely. In 2019, 
I came to Toronto with Gary Harvey to work on Tiny Pretty Things. And I was in Toronto for three months working on that show with him. And during that time, got to know some people in Toronto, made some connections and realized that if I want to be a showrunner someday, which is one of my goals, uh, the best place to be is Toronto. And so it was December 2019 where I came home, talked to my partner about it. We decided, yep, we're going to pack up our lives in Vancouver, we're going to move to Toronto. And so it took us a couple months to get everything ready. So March of 2020 is when we packed the cats in the car and drove across the country as things were shutting down due to COVID, we were getting stopped at the border, which I've never had p- between provinces and being, you know, having to go through all these questionnaires and all of these things. But our new home was in Toronto, so we had to get there. And there was one moment where we were driving and we were running out of gas and we'd gone past empty, but gas stations weren't open because of COVID in this area that we were driving through. And I, I just pictured the car running out of gas and Kurt, my partner having to walk to get it and me holding the cats for warmth and thinking this is how every B grade zombie movie starts where you're like, (laughs) why would they allow themselves to run out of gas? Why are they even on the road? And then, you know, the one of them has to leave the car and the other one's left alone. And then the zombies come. And that's just all I could think about was how did I end up in a horror film? Um, But it was fine. We got gas and everything was fine in the end. We arrived and I had had some possible jobs lined up as a director in Toronto before coming. And then due to COVID, those jobs either went away or got pushed. And I remember thinking when we were in lockdown in a much smaller place than what we'd left without our support system that we'd created over the years, because we were in we were in Vancouver for over 10 years. Uh, I remember thinking, did we make a huge mistake? <laughs> and I don't think we did now, but there were moments where I, I definitely wondered that. Scene two. Your beautiful, surreal, and harrowing short mental really conveyed the experience of mental illness. It felt so authentic, and I'm wondering how you came to make such an amazing film. I'm a huge advocate for mental health, and part of why I went into the creation of film versus just remaining an actor is, as an actor, I was waiting around for roles. I was waiting around to be offered projects that would speak to me, and then I realized, oh, I can create those projects. It takes a lot more effort and a lot more work and a a lot more time uh, than we think it will. But eventually, if we are passionate enough and enough people come on board, we make these pieces. And the spark for mental came from I was in a relationship with someone who's very, very dear to me, and they were experiencing a mental health crisis. And I remember one day they'd had a very difficult day and came home and talked about how they wished that their mental illness could be seen as easily as a broken arm. Because if they'd had a broken arm, people would help them. But it's this invisible thing that they're dealing with, and no one can see it. And I thought, well, there's something I can do. And that is, I can try to make this visible in the world. So that was the spark was to try to make this visible. And and I will say that it did start from this very, very personal place. And I did take 
a lot of the experience of my loved one and my personal experience and wrapped them up together. And what was amazing was this project inspired people to bring in their own experiences and their own. And so it grew from there. So I think when you see this finished product of mental, that short film, what's so beautiful is it's so many different perspectives all rolled into one and so many different creatives coming and bringing their a game and putting it on screen. And I, and I just cannot say enough about that team and what we managed to pull off. I'm so impressed with the team and we got a grant, which is amazing because I think we all know how much money can really help us realize a vision. And it's hard to do surrealism and alternate realities on a very, very tight budget. So Mental was is one of those films. It's very special to me because we actually had the means to put on screen the way that we saw it. And one of the beautiful things that's come out of the short film Mental is the amount of people still today who will reach out to me and say, I finally understand my my sibling or a loved one or myself better. And I'm just so grateful that we managed to to create that and also just to spark conversation around mental health. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Meech, for sharing with us so generously. Uh, you're still my writing role model. <laughs> oh, that means so much to me. Thank you for having me here and, and creating such a welcoming space to talk about process and film and creativity. Tail Slate. And that's a wrap. Join me, your host, Joyce Klein, for the next episode of Push In, the Cinevic Podcast.